0: Hello again, everyone. This is Fort Wayne Mayor Tom Henry, and you're listening to the Mayor Tom Henry podcast. Thank you for taking some time to join us today. This is episode number 77, recorded on Monday, April 18th, 2022, from Citizen Square in beautiful downtown Fort Wayne. On today's show, I'm excited to talk about a place that holds a special place in my heart and is my alma mater, the University of St. Francis. Joining me to talk about the University of St. Francis is its president, Father Dr. Eric Zimmer. Father Zimmer has served as president for almost two years now, and he's here today to share some of the exciting things taking place at the campus. Father Zimmer, thank you for coming today.
1: It's my pleasure, Mayor.
0: Now, as I mentioned, you've been in Fort Wayne for a couple of years now. You uh, uh, took over for a long-time president. Uh Sister Elise, who many of us were familiar with, she was kind of a staple in downtown Fort Wayne for quite a while. And she's a a very young woman uh, in the sense that she and I went to school together. So uh, (laughs) uh, I've always referred to her as as a young president. But in any case, uh, she she is now, in fact, she left, and then she came back. Uh, She's back, is is she not?
1: She is. She is back as the director of uh, community development. And I can see why she, again, she's,
0: she made herself very well known in the community and uh, you can't help but, but like Lee. So I'm glad you decided to bring her back as part of your staff, but you are now the president and have been for a little while. So uh, what are your first impressions? What are your impressions of Fort Wayne and, and uh, how have they changed over the past couple of years?
1: Well, uh, thanks. First off, it's, it's a pleasure to be here with you. And the when I think about Fort Wayne so I was over in in South Bend for the previous seven years and I'd come into Fort Wayne just for the occasional meeting or uh, ordination at the cathedral here so this is this time here as president is my first time where actually lived here in Fort Wayne and got got to know a little bit the community and it is uh, just a wonderful city I mean my my experience here has been second to none people have been extraordinarily welcoming they have uh, opened up their 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 hearts to me and the work that we do at the university and i feel this is this is really home and it and it's been since really the time i walked through the door at usf so that that's been the case and i think of uh, as i look forward it's exciting for me to be part of a town that is booming there's just so many things going on here every time uh, you turn around you see another building going up or a place being renovated and so when I think about being part of that process it's I just can't tell you how exciting it is
0: well father thank you we we certainly have a team here in city administration, as well as a, an army of people in the community who really are trying hard, very hard, to uh, to make Fort Wayne all all that it can be. And I really appreciate your compliment because uh, you're very humble in the sense that you, know, you you were in South Bend, well, you've been all over the world, uh, including the Vatican, and uh, to get those kind of compliments from you about Fort Wayne, it means. Uh, a tremendous amount to, to me and I, and I know my, my staff as well. You did come to uh, St. Francis a couple of years ago uh, during the COVID pandemic. And uh, uh, I'm sure uh, the, the collegiate environment uh, brought with it a significant amount of challenges, especially with young people, uh, not only the commuter students, uh, from Fort Wayne itself but you have a, a significant amount of campus students as well what kind of challenge did you did you face as, as president
1: you know mayor it's it's an interesting question I, I've gotten this a lot it's people saying it's not even a question they'll say must have been very difficult <laughs> showing up <laughs> in the <laughs> middle <laughs> of COVID <laughs> and there are certainly some difficulties but they're not the ones that you might expect so, for example, a lot of schools have struggled with enrollment, and we have not. We have increased in size in the last couple of years, and very happy to say that. And we have continually uh, increased the number of programs that we offer. We're constantly uh, trimming what we're doing, trimming our sales, and making sure that we're going in the right direction. And so, that we've just, in many ways, that's been business as usual for a a high-functioning organization. The the challenges have been that with my first year, everyone doing social distancing and masking, uh, that I was not able to meet people as much as Mm. my personality would (laughs) normally require. And so, and then when I do meet people, I see them later without a mask, I'm not always able to pick up the earlier reference, which just kills me because I think of myself as at least not bad at remembering faces and places. But I also would say that, that in terms of a lot of schools have had, had challenges in, in terms of their finances and because of government support, we actually have done uh, very well. We've been able to support our students in term in their needs uh, and we have been able to make sure that we maintained our workforce there were no layoffs uh, during covid and uh, so we've been very fortunate in that regard and the the funds that have been made available to us have allowed us to invest in areas that we needed to invest in and perhaps we had delayed because of just general financial challenges in higher education Well, that brings me to my next
0: question, and that is, what do you see now as the the main opportunities for the University of St. Francis? Uh, I remember when I first went there, it was uh, a a teacher's college. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to be a teacher, you went to the University of St. Francis, and that was pretty much it. There might have been a few other uh, side programs, but we were known as a teaching uh, college, but things have changed significantly, and I know under your guidance now you're pushing it even further, which is which is something really neat. So, what do you, what do you see as the as the future opportunities?
1: Mm-hmm. Certainly, and I like the the question about opportunities rather than necessarily challenges. <laughs> and I guess that's why you, you, you pivot and just mm-hmm. challenges are just opportunities looked at from a different perspective. So, when I think of USF, our our strengths right now are in health care of nursing or allied health and business and creative arts, all with the underlying strength of the liberal arts, which is a hallmark of a mm-hmm. Catholic education. So all of our students take theology and philosophy courses as part of their degrees, and that in addition to the broader liberal arts of taking composition and mathematics and similar, make sure that, that we're producing graduates who are strong citizens and ready to, to build up our community. Recently, we had a group from the University of Notre Dame Mendoza College of Business, which, if you're not familiar with that, is for a number of years ranked the number one undergraduate business school in the country and that's a school that I was teaching in before coming here but I had a group of former colleagues come in and evaluate our business school and they came through they did interviews they assessed where we were and they gave us a if they they said if we had to give you a grade we give you an a minus and which was a great thing for us to hear especially from such a group mm-hmm. and so we are actually uh, going to continue to invest in our business school. We're actually uh, in order to to support our students better, we're doing some pivoting. We're moving our business school classes back to our main campus come this fall. And we're going to be investing in our downtown campus for graduate healthcare education. And so uh, for the most part we were we were looking at this saying how can we do better in our retention and the support of our students and having them commute to even to beautiful downtown Fort Wayne <laughs> was a bit of a challenge for someone who's 18 or sure. 19 and so our business programs will be on the main campus and then we're we're going to move our graduate healthcare care programs downtown with the idea that graduate students like to live downtown and we don't actually have housing for our graduate students anyway so they're probably going to live downtown anyway and it helps them at the same time. So when I look at our opportunities, it is to continue to, uh, to continue to invest in our downtown campus. Uh, we are in conversations with various groups in town about about redoing our Performing Arts Center and I, I would love to to invest in, uh, what are now our beautiful parking lots, uh, but I think could be so much more—not just parking, but other things, housing, and uh, and retail space, and 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 I know uh, from talking uh, to you, Mayor, that that we're running out of surface space in downtown, and so this is my bold-faced uh, uh, play to to get some development there. So those are some of the things, and then we just actually purchased across the street from our main campus Fort Financial Credit Union's uh, headquarters and they're building a new one up on on Lima Road and what we're gonna do with that is once they move out sometime in the fall we we will retrofit that for uh, for back office functions our business office our IT and so on and that'll clear out the center of our campus to invest in new programs uh, such as uh, an expanded business school and so these are some of the things that we're doing we're also uh, as you know f- from uh, having come to our football games uh, where we are redoing our football slash soccer stadium uh, we are putting down a new field turf uh, come this summer and we're uh god willing and the creek don't rise we have plans to redo our south end zone to build suites there and uh, though i could continue but you get the idea there's a lot of things that we're doing you do have a master plan in place we are actually right now redoing our master campus plan we have a company that's come in to help us walk through that to make sure that our current our uses of our buildings are optimized and the properties that we don't have developed we could see what we would could put on there uh, for the the expansion of the university and make no mistake we're about 2200 students now but terms of general health of uh, university we really would like to be larger that gives us just greater capacity for taking on new challenges and risks it gives us greater capacity for our for programs and we'd like to be a more residential school. Mostly we're commuters now, mm-hmm. but we'd like to increase the residential, uh, the, the students who are residing on campus. And that's for a couple reasons. One is the, the college age population in the United States is going to be dropping in a couple of years. And that's going to happen here in the upper Midwest. And so uh, we have to look at new opportunities to bring students in. So we are aggressively marketing the University of St. Francis in places from Detroit down through Ohio to Louisville, places that, are, that have large populations, uh, especially Catholic populations, and that are three to three and a half hours away. So we've been doing that now. We've got special scholarship programs to recruit students from those spaces. With the idea that we would get larger, and in doing so, we'd uh, we'd have a we'd have a more robust student life on campus. We'd have uh, we'd be investing in our residence halls, in all the things that contribute to a vibrant college campus, and we'd become very much a destination for residential students.
0: Well, what about educational offerings, Father? You know, I have a, a number of discussions with. Uh, secondary and post-secondary uh, institutions talking about what are going to be the academic needs of the future. you know the, the STEM offerings, obviously that they've been around for a while and, and we know that uh, whether it's you know science technology, those those are certainly going to be important in the future, but uh, you know, you mentioned you know healthcare care, uh, and I know that the healthcare care offerings uh, at the University of St. Francis continue to grow. Uh, obviously, there's a, a number of us who are getting up there uh, in age, and we're going to need more uh, health care. Uh, the, uh, but there's more than that. Uh, what do you see uh, over the next decade, not just fiscal plant-wise for the university, but... Where do you see the academic offerings uh, heading? Mm -hmm.
1: Certainly, uh, one of the first things that I did when I arrived on campus was to sit down with my Vice President for Academic Affairs and I asked him and his team to chart out a map of all healthcare programs that a university might be able to offer and put You know, color in the areas where where we are already there, Mm -hmm. and areas that we could be we could go into. So so. We have, uh, for example, a new program in sonography, that we're setting up. Uh, We we are investing in. um, In radiologic technicians, surgical techs. Uh, of course, we have nursing from associate's degrees through the doctorate in nursing. Uh, we have all these different areas and in, not just in healthcare, but in other areas mm-hmm. as well. So for example, we are presenting to our board a, a, master's of, a Master of Science in Accountancy. And so that will be an online program and accountancy is you know, accounting is the language of business as, mm-hmm. we, as we know, Uh, Mayor, you and I both uh, with MBAs and so this is is something that is so central to what we do and we have to keep investing in these areas. And and I also want to make sure that my students have significant job prospects. So right now our students have a – 97% of our students each year have jobs before they walk across the stage. And that's regardless of what area. It's not just in healthcare. It's also in our creative arts. And so, we have a very fine program in the creative arts. And uh, students who are doing, who are doing design, or they're doing fine arts, or they're designing video games. They have uh, that. Our program has great connections to industry, and within the within our city, within our region, and our students in that area. They have jobs and, and so it's really very impressive. But I tell my people, I don't want to big bring on any program that does not provide not only job opportunities, but ones that are well-paying. So a lot of our, a lot of our two-year nursing or allied health degrees, the starting salaries are sixty to $70,000. And to put that in perspective, I taught a lot of accounting <laughs> students uh, in the Master of Science and Accountancy program at Notre Dame, and their starting salary was $60,000 after five years of, of college. So, you know, these are areas where people, there's an incredible amount of job growth and tremendous need, and the jobs are well-paying. So this is where I want to be.
0: I don't even want to tell the
1: listening public what my salary was uh,
0: after I got out of graduate school. Uh, (laughs) Times have changed. There's no question about that. Uh, Just a quick question before we uh, come to an end, Father. Uh, Something that uh, I've talked to a number of others about, uh, and that is online education Mm -hmm. versus uh, the institutional Mm -hmm. uh, educational Programs. What do you see uh, as far as the future of online education? Is that, first of all, is that here to stay? And if so, what kind of impact is that going to have?
1: You know, I, I think it is here to stay. And I say that as an old school teacher who, I, when I had to go online and teach my classes over Zoom, I was not the most excited about <laughs> that. <laughs> But the fact is, so many things are done online, and I think of just the things that I do in my life, and I'm not, I mean, I'm somewhat tech forward, but Mm -hmm. not tremendously so, and I think about this and say, well, I read my newspaper online, I read magazines online, I, I, they've had textbooks online for, for at least a decade. Mm -hmm. Uh, people are used to doing Zoom calls with their friends and families. It simply becomes part of the the embedded technology within our culture. And so I don't think we're going to recognize, I don't think we could recognize today where it will go, but it's it's going to be more and more refined, mm-hmm. and it's going to be, and therefore, seamless. And so a school that only offers in-class or in-person classes is going to be anomalous. Uh, and and part of that is people complain about how expensive education is. I, and I don't disagree with that on some level, um, but if you can leverage these technologies effectively, then, then a school can reach out to a greater population. So as an example, we have uh, hybridization of a lot of our courses already. And we're planning on investing more and more into that. And so the, the student who might be, for example, at a small town that's three or four hours away can't come in for classes mm-hmm. if they're in person, but can do classes if they're online. And especially for healthcare, if there's a local hospital in that small town, mm-hmm. That student can go and do clinicals at the hospital, but do the classes remotely. And that's been demonstrated by uh, certain very, very large online universities. Mm -hmm. So now the question for me is, what is our value added as a Catholic and Franciscan Mm -hmm. uh, institution? Are we able to do something that is different than and desirable? than the University of Southern New Hampshire or Purdue Global. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we can't do that, then then they're going to eat our lunch. But if we can do that, then there will be people who say, I want what the University of St. Francis is offering, uh, not because it's a better price, but because it fits my values and my goals better than anything else. And that's really where we need to be.
0: It's unbelievable. And I, I, uh it's unbelievable where education has uh, has come, how far, along, how far along it's come, because uh, I can only imagine what it's going to be like in another decade or so. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, that's all the time we have for today. Father Zimmer, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, before we go, though, if, uh, if there are listeners out there who are interested in the university, mm-hmm. uh, how can they contact you or contact the university?
1: Sure. Uh, the best way... Uh, given the new technologies, is to go to our website,
0: there
1: we go. Uh, www.sf.edu, just two letters, sf.edu, and that has information on our programs and how to apply, and you can find out for scholarships right at our admissions page exactly what kind of scholarships you or your child would receive uh, without even... You know, still have to file, file the FAFSA, but you would know without any further ado exactly what it would cost you to come to USF. And I think you'd find a great value.
0: Father, again, thank you so much. And, and thanks to you, our listeners, for tuning in today. It is another great day in the city of Fort Wayne. Let's keep our momentum going. This is Mayor Tom Henry, and we'll see you again soon.